0: Welcome to the Marginalia Daily Readings Podcast. While we're unable to get together as often as we'd like, we are using this podcast for the pastors and staff at New City to reflect on and apply some of our daily Bible reading. You can always find our readings and prayers at newcitycency.org. That's And If you scroll down, you can find the Readings and Prayers tab. Today is March 26, 2020, and our scripture readings are Psalm 134, Exodus 1, verses 6 to 22, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 36, and Mark 8, 27 through chapter 9, verse 1. I'm Josh Rotano, one of the pastors at New City, and glad to be with you. I'm recording this from my mom's house in South Carolina. I've been here for a few days to check on her and my dad as well, who's in a nursing home. By the time that this episode airs, I'll likely be back in Cincinnati missing you all, missing our city. Looking forward to coming back. Let's begin our time with a prayer from Psalm 134. Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Lord, where two or three gather in your name, you promise to be with them and share their fellowship. During this time where we are more distant physically from one another, we ask that you would look down on your people gathered in your name, gathered in different ways than we're used to. And graciously, would you pour out your blessing upon us for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So Psalm 134 is one of the songs of ascent, songs that pilgrims to Jerusalem would sing on their way up to worship. when they go up to worship at the temple. And if you notice at New City, we always have a song that begins about two minutes before 9 a.m. or two minutes before the 1045 service. It happens before the call to worship, and it's a way of singing our way into the worship service, a little bit like the Songs of Ascent were meant to do, this being one example of those kinds of songs. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, there Paul talks about the body of Christ. He says we're one body, but we have many members, and all of us are different, we all need each other, just like the different parts of the body work together to make the whole body work. And it's been so lovely to see you all offering up your gifts, your talents, your time, your treasure, to, and all your sort of varied different expressions in order to serve the church and to serve the city during this time of the coronavirus quarantine. And then in Mark chapter 8, Jesus starts to prepare the disciples that the road he's walking is one that will ultimately lead to the cross. And this is a pivot as you're reading the Gospel of Mark, is now all the energy, like sort of mighty rushing waters the book, all heading toward Jesus' journey to the cross. But today, I want to reflect a little with you on the book of Exodus. Our reading was from Exodus chapter 1, which gives a little bit of the background to the story. And over the next weeks, the readings, the Old Testament readings, will take us through the book of Exodus. And it's important that you know that the people of God have always seen that story, the Exodus story, as their story. In other words, though there's a historical context, additionally to that, the people of God have always seen this story symbolically applying to their own journey through time. The book of Psalms, which is written much later than Exodus, is chalked full of references to the Exodus story, not only as a way to remember, but also as a way to interpret Their own experience. The pilgrims, the ones who came over on the Mayflower, they referred to the Exodus as a way to understand their own journey to the new world. Negro spirituals borrow Exodus imagery more than anything else from the Bible as a way to understand and interpret the African-American experience of slavery and oppression. And so in this story, the Exodus story, we get a picture of how God leads, how God guides, disciplines, and provides for his people. But it's not only corporately, but individually, the story of Exodus is about the journey of faith of the individual believer. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul is trying to answer a vexing question pertinent to the church that he's writing to. And he makes reference to this story, the story of Moses. And he says, now these things took place as examples for us. That's 1 Corinthians 10, verse 6. In other words, he's saying... This story is your story. Gregory of Nyssa, 4th century bishop, wrote a biography of Moses. And he saw Moses' story, most of which is told to us in the Exodus, the book of Exodus. Gregory of Nyssa says, Moses' story is the story of all true believers. In this story, we learn about hardships and victories, temptations, ingratitude, idolatry, repentance, reconciliation, liberation, salvation. This story is your story as you journey out of your own bondage and slavery through your own wilderness wanderings, through quarantine to ultimately to the promised land. And Gregory of Nyssa says the life of Moses becomes a symbol of the journey of the soul to God. And so would you be willing to see yourself in this story? Maybe right now you feel like you're in the days of darkness like the Hebrews were at the beginning Of the book of Exodus. You need to hear. God is working behind the scenes. For your good. Maybe you feel like a nobody. Like those Hebrew midwives told about. In the first couple chapters. You need to hear. That this is exactly the kind of people. That God delights to use. When they give their lives to him. Maybe you're wandering through the wilderness. And and maybe you got there. By your own doing. Well you need to hear that. Even failures and false starts can be used by God. Maybe we all need to see that as a church, we live in a missionary time. We look around, our culture does not feel like home. Well, the people of God are never really at home in Egypt, even if they've been there for 400 years. And like them, we look forward to a better country and we live according to the values of that kingdom coming, even while we sojourn here. Be willing to see yourself in this story. And lastly, I just want to say, you need to also see the bigger story as we read the Exodus story. Or to put it another way, look at Moses, but don't only look at Moses. Look at the one to whom Moses points. And what does that mean? Well, you know, does this story sound familiar at all? There's a king who decrees that all male infants should be killed, and yet a child is born who grows and liberates his people. Sound familiar? He grows up and he's rejected by his own people. And then he goes out to the wilderness where he's anointed by the Spirit before he returns to lead them out of bondage. He's under the sentence of death, but through that very sentence itself, he's raised up to become the prince and liberator of his people. If you think I'm stretching this comparison, I'm not. Luke chapter 9 tells the story of the transfiguration. Jesus goes up on the mountain And his disciples see Jesus filled with glory. And two other people are there with him, Elijah and Moses. And it says in Luke chapter 9, verse 31, that they, uh, Elijah, Moses, Jesus, they discussed Jesus' death, his departure. And do you know what the word is for departure there? It's the word exodus. Unusual word. You see, the writer of Luke wants us to see Jesus' death as his exodus. Moses' exodus and liberation was great, but it was only a social and physical liberation for one people group. But Jesus is the ultimate Moses, the one who, to whom Moses points. He is the true redeemer, the ultimate mediator, the real liberator. He came to lead an exodus from sin and death itself for people of every tribe and tongue and nation. Moses risked his life to save his people, but Jesus gave his life to save his people. Don't just look at Moses. Look to Jesus Christ, the one to whom Moses points. We want this podcast to create discussion and to help you connect with others in this season. So call a friend, chat with your spouse, text someone from your community group to keep the conversation going. And think about these questions. What do you think God is doing with you during this period of wilderness wandering? With your routine interrupted, how can you lean into growing in your relationship with God? Let's pray together. Merciful Father, as we march through the wilderness of the season of Lent and through our own strange times in our country right now, would you lead us to greater faith and obedience? May we grow in love and joy And may we witness to our hope in the coming kingdom. Would you grant this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. If you think this would be helpful to friends or family, please share this podcast with them and encourage them to subscribe.